0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we kick off a huge weekend across Scottish football. A busy day at Rangers with a new deal for Ryan Jack and updates on Jose Cifuentes and old firm ticket allocations. John Kennedy thinks the pursuit of a treble will see Celtic get over any disappointment from last week. Huge games in the race for third and the relegation battle tomorrow, but a huge night in Glasgow this evening with playoff drama between Partick Thistle and Air United. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Kenny Miller and Fraser Wishart As you said Gordon, huge night in Glasgow but a huge weekend for Scottish football Celtic looking for a reaction from last week's defeat Rangers looking to next season, contracts for current players Linked with many players but a huge game in Aberdeen as well for the for the, the Europa League uh, spot And at the bottom, four teams fighting for their lives over the next week Three big games for all those four teams And then on Sunday, the Women's Premier League Title race It could go to any one of three So a great weekend ahead And really looking forward to it Yeah that women's game Just adds to the excitement Of what the championship was Of what's going on In the Premier League In the chase for European spots And again I can't take my eyes Off the relegation battle At the moment It's so so <laughs> tight And just when you think One team maybe pulls away And gets out of it They get sucked right back in With a poor result Or a poor run of results So all we play for this weekend Come on then 01419511025 Days like today Weekends like this weekend Show that it's not necessarily All about the title race At the top I know many of you We'll feel that it is But look at how much else Is going on And that's on the pitch Playoff games tonight Partick Thistle fans Would love to hear from you On your way to Firhill How are you feeling? I think it's sold out Or it's almost sold out So that should be a cracking evening ahead How are you feeling? Uh, give us all your thoughts Ahead of that one Of course on the pitch tomorrow Big games The biggest of the lot In terms of the race For Third Hearts Aberdeen Celtic fans What are you expecting Tomorrow Everything seems to be viewed through the lens of a rare defeat last week Because we know you had the title wrapped up already So what are you expecting uh, tomorrow? Are you sticking with maybe some of those fringe players? Give them more of a run between now and the end of the season The relegation battle is red hot as Kenny says And actually some news lines today If you like James Bisgrove, the incoming CEO of Rangers Sat in front of the press, took questions, answered on many topics uh, Particularly Old firm ticket allocations Plans for the future Finances All that sort of thing So if any of that Tickles your fancy uh, There was a new contract For Ryan Jack Rangers fans Is that the right decision Or not for you Give us a call 01419511025 And whatever else Is on your mind It is the same number So come on Step up to the plate Because there is so Much happening That's what I love About this time of season Fraser Because there are things To be won and lost Yeah But for those who've already won or lost Then they have to start planning for next season anyway Yeah and it's usually the lost I mean you look at the Rangers who, who haven't won a, a title Or won a trophy this season And uh, already planning for, for next year um, You're not seeing too much in terms of Celtic being linked with players But Rangers been linked with a lot of players Michael Beale probably want to get as many in as he, as he can Very early doors I think Ryan Jack's signing a new contract Sensible move You know there's a big turnover of players this summer for Rangers But of course you can't just change every single position And Ryan's a current Scottish international He's a, he's a good player He can put his foot in He's also a good pro So in the dressing room He'll be, he'll be a good influence as well So I think that's a sensible move as, as well But uh, they're planning it already For next season with a Celtic They've got three games To try and just get people up to speed One or two players on the fringes Getting a bit of criticism this week Which I think was a bit unfair But uh, they're looking towards the cup final Of course 
And for Partick Thistle tonight, as you're talking about there, a huge game. I, I do fancy them. I think they might just get past Air United. They're just a bit of momentum about Partick Thistle just now. They're scoring a few goals, big Brian Graham. It's got Tiffany, Stephen Lawless, experienced players at the top level. So I think they might just get past Air and into the playoff against one of four you're now talking about because St Johnston have been dragged into that relegation battle Kenny was talking about earlier uh, yeah Rangers fans Celtic fans St Mirren Partick Ayr Hearts Aberdeen the lot come on this is your time to get in touch ahead of the weekend so please do right now 01419511025 Kenny it feels like and only time will tell how effective or how positive this change is but there's clearly a period of change at Rangers isn't it I mean you look at all the behind the scenes every, all, the, all the comings and goings You've got a sort of introductory public press conference from James Bisgrove today talking about a number of uh, different topics, looking at which players are going to come. New contract for Ryan Jack. It feels like it's, it's just a period of, of transition in a way. It will be. I think definitely on the footballing side, there's going to be a lot of players coming, a lot of players going. But over the last couple of months, you have seen a lot of kind of change uh, in the boardroom as well. So, And uh, I think what you're seeing from... Particularly James Bisgrove That's been a few times Now he's fronted already uh, uh, The media So it looks like there's Kind of trying to improve relations And, and, and that side of it as well And, and trying to keep fans uh, Engaged Informed About things uh, That are ongoing at the club and, and the potential Or the hopeful excitement Of the summer All these new signings Going to be coming in So a lot of change There's a lot of work to be done There's still three games to be won I mean Post-split Rangers Have had two good results Against Aberdeen And obviously last week Against Celtic But they'll be looking To finish with another mm. three wins Just to kind of go into the season Or end the season With some type of positivity Going into this Which could be a really exciting summer Yeah and I mean On the pitch Fraser Celtic St Mirren The big one in Glasgow Tomorrow certainly but with the title wrapped up With disappointment last week With a level of criticism At some of the players That, that came in what, What's going to What's going to feature there what, what keeps Celtic going Is it that Is it that looming treble yeah. It's just a few weeks away Yeah it's the treble And I don't think anybody Expects Celtic not to To win the treble But I, I thought this week Listening to the show And listening to And seeing things on social media etc., I think some of the criticism Of the Celtic French players Has been way over the top You know I, I, Of course they didn't play Particularly well last week the guys like Bernabe and Haksabanovic, things like that as well. They've played decent seasons when they've had a chance. Sometimes it's difficult when you've not been playing very much. You're not match fit. You're not really on the top of your game. And when you're thrown into a game there against a very motivated Rangers who had a bit more to play for last week and they played really well. Sometimes you can just be if you're just a bit off it. And I thought that the criticism of these guys was a bit unfair. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm going to Celtic Park for the for the show tomorrow It'll be interesting to see What the team selection is Because it's not really like Ange Postacoglu to, to make as many changes mm. As he did last week And I expect him to be Pretty much back to To full strength tomorrow For a game that Perhaps means more to St Mern. You know St Mern's still that Outside chance Of of getting into Europe But they're going to have to get results Against yeah. Rangers and Celtic this week which is, which is unlikely Yeah so Stephen Robinson Saying they're going to Have a real go Because why not Doesn't You know Nothing lost at this stage Of the season Can't drop out of that top six So maybe we can look at that later as well Now let's go 01419511025 Andy's first up He's a Rangers fan There was a lot Coming out of your club Today Andy What caught your attention? Hi, how you doing guys? I I I was trying to go On the night I'm glad that uh, Ryan Jack Signed a new contract And I was hoping that He would do the same As Scott Arfield Because We know there's going to be A lot of new players Coming in Young boys And they two guys you know, They know What it's like To play for Rangers What it means to play for Rangers That they can no help them settle in. I'm really looking forward to it. I hope we does get our fielder. And obviously we still need colour number nines and that, but I'm I'm really glad he signed mm. Jack. Kenny, what's your thoughts on Ryan Jack, new contract? A year extension, I believe. Yeah, I think it's important that the that they keep some kind of 
continuity about the squad particularly with the, the guys that have kind of been in the building for a while now there is going to be a lot of change there's going to be some big faces and, and big uh, big name players big uh, characters leaving this uh, uh, Ibrox dressing room in the summer as well so I think getting Ryan tied up I mean he's only 31 so it's not as if mm. he's older he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's over 30 but he's still a really important player for them I think when he plays I think Rangers are better so I think it's good business uh and again, for, for a lot of the reasons Andy said there as well, not just his abilities on the field and, and how he can make the team better, I think what he can actually add in that dressing room now is an experienced player, being in the building now for, I think that's been six seasons, so he, he knows everything about the club, he, he knows what it takes to, to represent the club, and you need these types of guys about, particularly when there's going to be a big overhaul in the summer. Yeah, and Rangers are going to be limited, Kenny, as well, in terms of the finances, you know, there's only so much they can spend. And if you can spend that on four or five players rather than eight or nine, then you're going to get better, better quality players in. And Jack can still play. Ryan can still play mm. for Rangers. That's not in question. Scott Arfield, I think, I agree, agree with you, Andy. I think I would keep Arfield in the, in the building as well. I'm sure he's not happy being an impact player. I'm sure he want to play from the start. But uh, he has that ability to come on and he's still good enough to play for, for Rangers in, in spells. You know, Raskin, I think, will be the main guy next year in the midfield. With Jack, will Lindstrom still be there? Maybe didn't quite have his best season after being brilliant last year. So there could be a whole host of changes at Rangers, but you've still got to have a core. You can't bring in 10, 11 players mm. and just expect them to, to, to gel straight away. So I think having two players like that, they're in the dressing room. As Kenny says, big voices going. Maybe Alan McGregor, maybe Stephen Davis. Looks like they might not be there next year. You need to have people who've got, who've got a bit of experience there to help the newer players um, gel in. Andy, I don't detect many people... Who've said No Ryan Jack Doesn't perform well For Rangers I don't, I don't ever really Hear that argument What I do sometimes see Is The injury record Is a bit frustrating For some fans Who get in touch With this show How do you feel About that side of things I mean he has played 33 times For Rangers this season uh, that, 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 That's Maybe the only doubt No, no I'm not, not that's down, but, but uh, He is prone to injury But I just think He has He's a heart of the Rangers team when he does. When he's same as Scott Arfield, you can see the passion in him. So I'm just hoping that he might get a good run, you know, without injury. Nobody knows, uh, but I'm just hoping that he does uh, stay fit. Uh, but even even he can uh, still influence the players. If he's not playing, you know what I mean. He can influence the boys and tell them what it's all about to play for Rangers. And I'm hoping that he keeps. I really hope he gives McCrory a really good chance, the boy, because I think he deserves it. And we could save a fortune because they were talking about Jack Button was one forty grand a week or something. I'm going, no, no, no. Give McCrory his chance, and he's given him a chance, and he's looking good. Yeah, I mean, he's, you'd certainly expect him to stay, and I think he will stay in this weekend, Kenny. Just on, on that point about Ryan Jack, because I must admit, it's funny how you know perception. Did I think before I looked it up that Ryan Jack had played thirty three times, uh, plus a couple for Scotland this season? Probably not. I think Michael B was keen to stress that I think he said he's been available for above 80% of the games um, But at the same time he obviously does now and then you know, drop out through injury Is it How key is it that he can Whatever it takes, I don't know how you do that There's obviously luck involved to stay available and, and fit for Rangers going forward I think he's at that age And Fraser will tell you When you get to that kind of run About that 30 Just over 30 Sometimes there is wee changes in your body Sometimes you need to adapt The way you train And you need to work out for yourself You know when you can push And maybe when you need to take a Not a day off But you can try to just Maybe take the foot off the gas a little bit And no go full throttle Because you, again The main thing's been available For 3 o'clock on a Saturday Yeah you need to train And yeah, you need to work hard But when you get to that age It does become a little bit different But he's uh, 
Like Michael says, if he's been available for eighty percent in thirty three games, I mean, I mean some some players would be absolutely delighted to get yeah. thirty three appearances over the course of a season. So he's still he's got a chance to finish off mid thirties mm. uh, between now and the end of the season. So it's still a good return. He's influential And you know what When you get to a stage like this as well Sometimes the contract can reflect that Also it doesn't need to be Your massive money And that's where the, the value for money In these players Your Arfields Even your McGregors and Davises This year And Ryan Jacks The far out way Just letting them go And having to go and spend so A lot, they, long, lot more money What does that mean Incentivised by appearances Maybe just reduce contracts You know again I, I don't know the ins and outs yet But I know these Some of these players Love being at the club But they're where they want to be uh, they're representing the club that they love So sometimes mm. it doesn't need to be big contracts But if you have to replace them It can cost a lot more Well, he, you know, Andy was on saying He wants Scott Arfield to follow suit I don't know if you agree or disagree Rangers fans Michael Beale uh, he says They'll reveal at the start of next week What players will leave in the summer And he says the next three games Will also be key for players Who've missed a lot of this season After the weekend We'll come out and, uh, and formally Let everybody know where we're at In terms of the players That are standing leaving And I've sat in front of you guys for a long time this year and you've bugged and badgered me to try and give you the answers, but it was important that you know we get to this point. In terms of the young players, we've lost two of the young players in Zach Lovelace and Bailey Rice have gone away of England and Scotland's under-17s in the Euros, um, so we've lost them. So there will be one or two others coming round and getting an opportunity. There's players who have been injured for big parts of the season that need an opportunity as well. Um, and we're going to need everyone. We've probably got 16 players to get us through the three games next week. And uh, the three games are obviously Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. And we want to end the season well. We, we know that the, the teams we're playing this week are still all in the hunt for European places. So they're not slowing down. And it's important for us after uh, two good home wins against Aberdeen and Celtic that we back that up this weekend. Just to spin it slightly different, you've both said you, if you were in charge, if you were making the decision, you would keep Scott Arfield. In more of a prediction, do you think Rangers will? Do you think there's a there's an appetite there? Do you detect that, or is that one a bit more uncertain? I think that's a bit more uncertain. I always thought Ryan Jack would stay. I think it was just to do the terms of the contract. And Kenny was talking about earlier on about incentivise as well. And listen, I don't know what Ryan's contract is, but it might be the second year's dependent on making so many appearances. You know, so he might get another year, and that that always incentivise a player. To, to stay So I, 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 it's really hard to judge With Scott Arfield Because It's dragged on and dragged on When you get to this stage And nothing's been spoken about You know Because I think It came out a few weeks ago They were talking to Ryan About his contract So you're thinking Okay they're going to keep him So uh, so I, I don't know is, is is the answer I just hope the Rangers Don't sign And it's every club You know My, my mm-hmm. Beating the drum For the young Scottish players as well and although Michael Beale's talking there about 16 players, good chance to see. Let's see Adam Devine. Let's see him play right back. You know, it's his number one position. Let's see Leon King. Give Lowry a chance as well. Because if you sign too many players, 25, 26, 27, first team players, there's no place for these kids at all. So let's see if they're good enough. Robbie McCrory's come in, and by the end of the season, we'll know is he able to go and be one of two number ones? You know, because they'll still sign a, a first choice goalkeeper. I think Robbie McCrory will be right up there beside him. So let's let's allow these young lads to, to, mm. to come in. But I, I do think you need players like Arfield around the place. Just good pros. And if you're if you're looking at a squad game as well, as Kenny knows, some players you know they're not good when they're when they're not playing. Guys like Jack and Arfield, they'll not be happy. But they won't go around making life miserable And they won't go around stirring mm. up They're good pros who, who, will, who will work with the team Even if they're not playing Again prediction wise Rather than your own feelings Do, do you think Scott Arfield will Be offered a stay? You know like I say I, I would love to see him start the club But I think like Fraser says When it gets to this time I think there's been noises made From Michael and 
coming out of Ibrox, Ryan was, was announced that they wanted to keep mm-hmm. him and blah, blah, blah. When you've not heard these types of things, I, I maybe suggest that maybe there's not going to be something there. I mean, since we're on the counting of appearances, 40 appearances for Scott Arfield this season, but because again, the vast majority from... from Scott is, is always available, you know, so yep. you're throwing maybe injury things at other players. Scott is there and mm. he's available, you know, so he's, he's really robust and he's ready. And again, somebody that loves being at the club. Uh, let's thank Andy. We'll bring in Graham in the East End. Graham, um, quite a lot going on in, in the sort of Rangers midfield picture. So a contract for Ryan Jack, are you... Are you happy with that? You're linked with another player. There's the Malik Tillman thing going on. So, how do you feel about that picture? Hey, that's that's a, that's a really good one, Gordon. Where where do you want me to start? You've, you've asked me three questions. You listen. You, I, I just do that. I just throw it out there, Graham, and you can decide. <laughs> right. Okay. I'll start with the Ryan Jack one because that's the headlines at the moment. Absolutely delighted. Um, Kenny might touch on this. I heard him earlier. Um, if he can stay injury free, me personally, as a Rangers fan, been following Rangers for twenty odd years. Um, if he can stay injury free, he would have been due diligence to, in my opinion, in my opinion, a three year contract. But he's not injury free. He's not uh, team ready. He hasn't been for a while. He's, he's, he's injury prone. So to touch that basis, absolutely delighted. I mean, absolutely delighted um, because he. I think he was injured for, uh, you, you guys might know more than uh, the statistics, I think he was injured for four or five weeks and he got flung in at the, the deep end um, yep. for, the Celtic, for the Celtic game. Um, am I right in that one? Yeah, certainly that was his, yeah, thrown straight back into that, I think. He trained a couple of days before. Right, so there, there, there's the answer, and, and I hope I hope a lot of Rangers fans are listening to that. There's a lot of Rangers fans that don't like him. Um, I'm, I'm a season ticket Ibrox. Uh, I'm surrounded by people who are 50-50. Me, I'm 90% Ryan Jack, and I'll tell you why. Keep that guy fit, and he he could be... He could be a potential captain. I know James Tavney is not going to be any, any, anywhere near fast. He's not going anywhere near fast. And you touched on Scotty Arfield. Scotty Arfield, and this is a funny part, guys. It's, it's not funny, sorry. Scotty Arfield, he does this salute like the captain. I know he's captain for uh, Canada. Scotty Arfield is my unofficial captain for Rangers. So... To touch base on that, Gordon, that's your first, I don't know if that's your first question. See, to be honest, I've, I've lost track as well. <laughs> Captain Canada had me, I'm not sure, I must admit. Um, but there is other, like, there are other areas in that midfield, Graham. I know you had Malik Tillman on your mind when you when you called in. What are you thinking there? That that was the main point, uh, Gordon. Thanks thanks for um, bringing me back down to earth. <laughs> uh, yeah, Malik Tillman, five millions are no-brainer for me. Um, and this is what I, this is what I want to fling at the panel, and I hope your producer didn't tell you. I'll give you a heads up. Can you can you name me the last five or even six? I've got it in front of me at least four or five. Give me four, five, six players that cost Rangers five million plus. Malik Tillman is twenty twenty one years of age, young player of the year. It's an absolute no brainer. Let's use the German. Um, Thatcher or whatever you call it, the the, the system. You sign your Jude Bellingham's, uh, etc., and they they educate them. They 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 don't just play football. They actually educate them, and they bring them back. And they come to the Premiership, and they and and they get sold for stupid money. So see, Matty Tillman, 
Gordon chance for that It's a no-brainer It's a no-brainer so, Yeah, what do you think? Um Kenny About what? Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know About what? I'll go on the Malik Tillman I, felt, I thought we were on the full time yeah. teaser You actually so hurry that, yeah. up Name the six yeah. players name Who Rangers so, uh, Who are they quickly Graham go on Rattle right. them off Right honestly Seriously Fast yes, quick Right fast fast quickly uh, Boomsong Ken Arteta Michael Ball right. Give me Give me one Yeah Gary, he's done his research one. He's done his Sorry, research Sorry Andrew Flo Yeah Double one That was 22 years ago That's no one That's the last six but, uh, no, I'll, I'll go on the Malik Tillman one I, I get what you're saying, Graham uh, we, I just don't think Rangers have that type of money also Just to kind of maybe speculate on, on, on a project at the moment There's a lot of summer Listen, I think Michael loves the player I think he, he's, he's talked about that He's talked about a, a potential like, like like the ceiling that he's got is, is super high We've all seen the abilities he's got He's got the young player of the year I just still think it's a lot of money uh, at that deal. At what's reported, if that is the correct deal, that's what's been reported. I think it's a lot of money. It might be a lot of that transfer mm. budget going on one player who, at the moment, is lit up certain games, no really lit up the mm. big games as yet. Well, if we're talking about that rough area of the pitch, you know, they're not like for like. This was the update on the man we spoke about last night, Jose C. Fuentes from LAFC. Is it close? Not really close, if I'm honest. Um, obviously, these things pick up speed and in the in the newspapers and everything. He's obviously a good player, very very good player. But um, his contract runs to December, so you know you look at the length for that. It's not close. December seems a long long way away. Uh, so there we are. We're pushed time for the for the break, Fraser. But Cifuentes, it didn't sound like that's not happening. It just yeah. Michael Bill sort of trying to maybe. And we had a laugh last night because he's going—he's going around liking all the tweets <laughs> from Rangers fans, um, which Michael Wood says he hasn't seen. But, yeah, yeah, but, but even more, more kind of relevant, I think, is the fact that his agent was over. So picture yeah, there as well. Right. So uh, no secrets it's, it's nowadays. Probably eh? a bit further on than Michael's letting on. There's certainly interest. Good time to call though. Oh one four one nine five one. 1025, what else is on your mind? Is it the on-field action this weekend? Uh, incoming CEO of Rangers, James Bisgrove, uh, says it will be, at best, the sort of seven 800 allocation for old firm games next season. What do you make of that? You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One, Super Scoreboard. Fraser Wishart, Kenny Miller, both here. What a busy Friday night. So much happening today. In Scottish football In terms of the news cycle If you like And off the field And that's before we even get To Partick here In the playoffs tonight Partick Thistle fans Come on Where are you? I'm led to believe It's almost sold out So you must be in the car On the way You'd be crazy To be listening to anything else Let's be honest So why not give us A call Celtic St Mirren tomorrow Celtic fans What are you thinking there? Uh, and anything else That tickles your fancy Pick up that phone We did say today Was a very busy day uh, Rangers in particular Because you don't often get the chance To just sit down in, in front of the a CEO of the club And and, uh, and ask different questions James Bisgrove is obviously about to enter that I don't think he's officially started has he But he's sort of fronting up that role And uh, was in front of the media today And one of the main talking points Off the field this season in Scottish football Has been ticket allocations for old firm games He says it will be a maximum of 800 uh, next season He says no decision has been made On whether away fans Will return at all yet uh, And says the return Of the traditional Bigger allocation Is very unlikely um, But is open To communication On the issue For next season The season tickets Have not been sold In the corner Of the govern stands uh, Where the allocation Was previously 
So for next season, we do have the opportunity, if we decide to reinstate the previous allocation, which I think was seven, seven, eight hundred. And that, so that, that's almost, if you like, our, our maximum for next season. And then beyond that, it's a, it's, a, it's a broader conversation. But we need to have the dialogue with those stakeholders because there are a lot of different views on it. But we will definitely have that conversation. But we will take the decision that is right for Rangers and is right for our supporters. So as I said, there will be that dialogue. I think the question was, you know, is, it, is there the chance to go back to the traditional allocation of the 8,000? I think that's very unlikely at the moment. We need to see where the conversations go. But I, I don't think that's something that looks imminent, I would say. To front up and be honest, that this can be a bit of a tedious debate and it comes yeah. up very often. Um, but I, I do think this is different. I mean, we need to give it some attention because it's not often you get straight from the horse's mouth, if you like, the seat and incoming CEO giving you an update, if you yeah, like, yeah, on it. So yeah. um, I, I think old opinions will still fester, whatever side you're on. What did you make of that yeah, today? I, I think fair play, Rangers have, have changed the sort of um, strategy around being a bit more open a bit more transparent and uh, it's not often you get any CEO to sit in front of the, the media so if you play James Bisgrove he's, he's, he's come out and, uh, and, and spoken openly I, I just think that the away fans are so important to, to an old firm game you know going back in the day Kenny played more recently than I did but even I played as well the whole of the away stand was, was full as well and you, and you got a reaction where Ibrox of Celtic were on top for a spell. The Celtic fans start, and you get a reaction from the Rangers fans as well. I was at the game recently at Celtic Park, three-two game, and it, it was different. Celtic fans were still vocal, but not quite. I think as, as vocal as they would have been if there was a, if there was a, an away support there. So, so on one hand, I'm pleased that there's going to be away supporters there, but it's still not quite mm. right for me. I just, I just think when it is the showcase game of the league, it's the one that, that the broadcasters want. And when you're marketing mm. the game as well, you, you want your best two teams, your biggest two teams yeah. to be going at it. And, and you, you see the atmosphere at some of the grounds abroad and it's just it's just fantastic. Mm. So a wee bit disappointed, but it's a step forward because having no wee fans at these yeah. games, is, it's just not right. Although it's not even a given yet, but the sounds of it, that it will be the, the 7 800. It just remains a possibility because yeah. of the, the season tickets haven't been sold for that area. Let's bring in Alec and get his thoughts on that. Alec? They can ram the tickets. 800. Wow. Ram them 800 A joke They started this In the first place Gordon They started this In the first place No Celtic Them They barred it Because we were getting Top of them All the time And they didn't like it 800 No I was, If I was Celtic chairman I'd say Keep your green fans there We're not taking any 800 It's pointless So you think it's better then You'd rather just have none Like we've had the last couple Yes, yes Than 800 you get me on the phone box. Uh, there's, there's a view from Rangers supporters the same thing, Gordon. There's some Rangers supporters I say, fans. I still think there'll be plenty of fans who'll take the tickets. Uh, I, th- I think 800 is a step in the right direction. It's not what I, I think I would like. I mean, Fraser was alluding to it. You'd much rather see it again for the whole production. It's the showpiece game against two fantastic clubs. By the way, two teams that are actually moving in the right direction on the football field as well. Uh, and the games have been pretty good this year to watch. So uh, it's a step in the right direction for me. And mm. I get it. I get the frustrations of fans because it's it's not a lot. But for me, yeah. it's better than nothing. Cause, yeah, because usually when we have this debate, it, it it's usually around... The old allocation versus yeah. the new. We then added this third layer, which was none. Yeah. And you do t- get what Kenny's. So some some people like Kenny would say, you know, what well, that, that's that's still a step. For other people, it would be okay if you've gone from seven eight thousand to seven eight hundred. Yeah. You don't need me, my dodgy arithmetic, to tell you how much of a reduction <laughs> that is. 
to then go to zero is actually not that dra- you've done the drastic bit already if that makes sense yeah 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 does it I mean yeah. listening to James Bisgrove there he's, he's talking about the old allocation that is is that never going to happen now? It certainly doesn't seem well, likely. As I was saying there, the, the the Rangers supporters seem to like it. You know, some of them seem to like the fact that there's no either no Celtic supporters there, or um, a, a lower number of Celtic supporters because more of them can get in. I've heard that argument. More more Rangers supporters can get in because if you give eight thousand seats, or whatever, I mean, for many of the Brimley Road holds, then then uh, then that's less Rangers supporters. So it's a complicated argument and it's a complicated situation for for both sets of boards to actually do because they've got to listen and to the supporters to extend. But there's, there's complaints, Kenny Aberdeen are complaining, you know, about ticket allocation at, at Hearts, you know, and uh, that's the way the old firm complain about ticket allocation at Easter Road and at Tynecastle as well. So it is a bit of an issue. But it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's just it's just a shame that it's not back to the, the way it was because it was brilliant. The atmospheres were fantastic. They're, they're sensational, and that's why a lot of people are calling for them. I think even Alec, if it was back to the old allocation, then he would be more than happy. But if it's not going to go back there, I just think like you talked about the, the going at each other. Two teams were that also goes on in the in the stands. There's an energy yeah, yeah. created by the opposition fans being in there. I'm sick fed up saying it actually. So even if it was eight hundred or seven hundred or whatever it is, like. I know you're saying going about the oh, well, the drastic parts mm-hmm. done based on the reduction. Yeah, but to have fans there, as fans or no fans, yeah. you know, so having fans there has got to be better than having no fans. Because we've still that level of intrigue that we you know we spoke about, didn't we? we've spoken about it in the build up to the last couple. We've still not had because Rangers won that one there, Celtic won the one before. We've still not this utterly bizarre scenario but where you the had, but you had James Tavernier scoring a free kick, a wonderful free kick to get an equaliser right on half time. And just nothing You he know get, He didn't know where to run Where to celebrate where, where He didn't know where to go you know. Where to go I know So it's, uh, I, again I just think it's If it's if it's 800 fans again, I don't like it But it's better than none Yeah I agree uh, Thank you to Alec For his thoughts I don't think he's happy about it That's just no. my That's no. sort of my gut Takeaway from uh, From that So 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB If you'd like to get your thoughts in on that And it tends to be a subject uh, That gets people going We've done it so many times this season I'm not sure we need to uh, Keep going on it all night But you've still got time to get your uh, Get your thoughts in on it If you want more from James Bisgrove today He says Rangers have been the dominant force In Scottish football Across the last 150 years He says he's optimistic They can get back to that next season I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic. I think Rangers have, over the period of 150 years of the club, over the history of Scottish football, have been the dominant team. So I think it's it's right that supporters would expect this board, this leadership, to have that as our ambition. And we've got confidence in Michael as the coach, and we've got confidence in his plan in terms of the recruitment for the summer. But, you know, we've got the backing from the board, from the chairman, John Park, from all of the major investors to execute this plan. And we've we've been at it now for a few weeks. We are well advanced in a number of those conversations, uh, and we're really focused to to get it done um, because we know that's what's going to make the difference for for Rangers next season. Comments like that are always great because it gets us stuck, yeah. and then we start counting historical, you know, trophy counts and seeing who's where, and obviously then you see a lot of young, not even young, lots of Celtic fans of even up to probably sort of. Towards middle age now, say, well, we've se- I've seen much more Celtic dominance in my time. Yeah, and yeah. There you go. Argue about it amongst yourselves. They can argue about it amongst themselves. I, I think for, for me, it's, it's a big job for Rangers because uh, Celtic are just 
getting stronger and stronger and, and I think they'll sign three or four players in the summertime of, of, of good quality as well so it's going to be a real key summer I don't know if James Bisgrove will be involved in the transfers I presume so as chief executive no director of football Michael Beale said he'll take a more leading role as well and so they, they have to get some, some some good quality players in to close the gap between themselves and, uh, and and Celtic and sometimes you think can they do it in one in one uh, window or whatever else? But you look at Celtic uh, when Ranch Postecoglou came in, it hardly any players, and yet slowly but surely over two windows he signed enough players, and then they signed Japanese players in, in in the January window, and they came in and were terrific, and they turned it round, and they even go back to twenty years, Alec McLeish and Martin O'Neill. I think one season one was twenty three points ahead, and then the next year the, the other one was twenty three points ahead. So it can happen, but it's a big summer for Rangers, a huge summer in transfer market. As again and again, that's the. It doesn't. All you need to do is get the right people in. The right players need to be signed. And I've, I've said it again, getting a little bit bored of it. But if the first couple of signings of the Michael Beliere or anything go by, we can't will and Raskin. It can be a positive summer yeah, here for injury. And I think, yeah, there might be a big overhaul in terms of players leaving and players coming in. But how many really starting players are required to really compete well? They were better at the weekend. They competed in the. For me, they've been competitive in all the old firm mm. games since Michael came in. Maybe apart from. The, uh, the cup final where Celtic were really dominant but they still had a wee wobble up when Rangers got back in it so I think if you look at the last three in particular Rangers have won one and the other two have been really really close games mm. the gap between the team and the squads I don't think is that big Celtic will strengthen because you don't never stand still don't want to get complacent but if Rangers can get four or five players in the building that are going to really go into that starting lineup, yeah, I think it could be an exciting season next right season. we're a bit pushed for this break let's squeeze one more in Malcolm take it away Hello, hey, I just want to pick up Kenny on what you're saying about getting 800 fans and uh, Ibrox, eh, well, Celtic fans, Celtic fans, eh, ludicrous. Eh, the safety with 800 fans in the that corner with bottles and coins and whatever rains down eh, in that corner is just, it's not acceptable. Not acceptable. Uh, yeah, to, to slightly defend my esteemed colleague here, I think Kenny's just talking about more from a, a football perspective. I'm not sure you had necessarily safety or logistics in your mind when you were discussing the, the number. Absolutely not. I'm not wanting any Celtic fans to turn up there and get, get bottled or coined. Absolutely not. It's uh, it's purely from a footballing perspective. But again, if that's something that is in there, then then yeah. the allocation probably won't be given if there is real concerns about it because yeah. the both football clubs are going to take that into consideration. It has been this allocation before, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So there has I been. Think, games I think like that's that where before. some of it stemmed from, because that is safety, logistic. It yeah. is a challenge as well. Not even in stadium, you have to get seven hundred in there. I'm thinking back, whichever way round it was, you're in there extremely early. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're kind of kettled in there, and it's. I think there is a bit of a challenge, isn't there? Because correct me if I'm wrong. The old allocation, it was lot, it was sort of in a weird way easier to segregate. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, because you, you could uh, people on one side of the, of the Broomlow Road, that whole side was was Celtic, you know, so they could get people in there and hanging about in the streets. And, and Rangers had the, the rest of it as well at, at Ibrox, you know. And I think that seems to be the the, the sort of complaint from from Celtic the Celtic supporters is is, is the safety as well. Now, if, if that can be handled, then then. As Kenny and I are just talking about football, you know, from a football perspective and an atmosphere mm. perspective, it's better having supporters in there. But if Celtic and their supporters don't want to take the allocation, then yeah. that's a different matter. And I think we've just solved that. Let's just go back to the old allocation then. Yeah. Safety, no safety concerns whatsoever. Good luck. Easier. Uh, thank you, Malcolm. We're going to get some travel in, more of your calls. 0141951 This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
Fraser Wishart, Kenny Miller Both here, both ready to take your calls We're going to hear from the Celtic camp very soon Ahead of the visit of St Mirren tomorrow Let's take another call in the meantime though From Dave in Townhead How's it going Dave? I'm not too bad It's not too good to get through to, to speak to you guys It's great to have uh, you What have you got for us? Yeah, I've got, I've got two things I've got, One is about the the, the old firm allocation mm-hmm. at, at Ibrox um, Let's take it back to when David Murray was in charge and there's a lot of damage caused in the Brunelone stand. And if you remember, um, that was the first time there was no Celtic fans allowed there. Um, that that so changed that. since then, though, didn't it? You know, I, you, I know what you're saying about the the games in the nineties, but that that's not where this stems from. No, no. This, but see, to be honest, there's two sides because the other side is that Rangers fans pay good money, and why shouldn't they get to to see Celtic playing? Because I had a family ticket that time with my son and we were assured we'd get to see a Celtic game. As it turned out, we were only getting one ticket and not two. Um, so that was rather disappointing. Mm. Yeah, that, 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 look, Fraser, that's certainly yeah. where the challenge is. Now, if you've, yeah. got, if you've got that end full of season ticket holders, that's probably the main reason why we'll never... Never go back Yeah and that's why The, the, the Rangers have got to take Into consideration their, their, their own supporters Because they've gone that step You know they've, they've, they've said to Celtic You're only getting 800 tickets And they've sold the rest As, as, as season tickets as well So it's, very, it's a very difficult one To to solve I, I remember that game That Dave's talking about You know I was I was actually with The first team squad Preparing for that game And Ian Durant and I Get the knock at the door At 12 o'clock To say You're, going, you're going with the reserves <laughs> <laughs> So Durant was less than happy And we went to Celtic Park And it was 30,000 At Celtic Park a band called the Pete Diggers It was mental It was absolute madness And uh, Lost 3-1 uh, I forget about that but anyway, It's a good anyway. story But But yeah That was going to start of it But we didn't really see that again Until until recently mm. And yeah. I, I just think it's it's something That's just It's probably yeah. gone We can we can easily say Listen The Brimble and Road stand can, Should be full But It's, it's not, not going to happen cause, It's almost because like They're saying yeah. the sold season tickets you know? It's like a problem Versus solution thing Isn't it Because it yeah, yeah. I, I, I think people get that But for some people They're not necessarily interested In how you fix it they're, they're allowed to just say I don't like it And I wish it was the way it was before And it ruins the spectacle That's not them saying I've got a perfect solution As to how yeah, you go yeah, back to yeah. it Those are two different things aren't they? Yeah, and if 800 people Might be the best solution And I think the Kenny was saying earlier There'll be 800 Celtic supporters Would, would pick up the allocation 800 Rangers supporters Pick up the allocation I just think it's a shame yeah. Oh well, Dave, I'll appreciate you putting that across Because I think it is an important part of the discussion for sure That was Dave in Townhead Let's hear from John Kennedy He was on media duties today Sometimes you get that Ange Postacoglu will be sick fed up of speaking uh, to us numerous times a week So it was John Kennedy He says the lure of a potential treble will help the team bounce back From any disappointments that they had from last weekend's defeat Players are stimulated by you know playing for the club and, and every game you go out you want to perform. There's always that motivation. So the fact we have the final still to go, it's, it gives us that stimulant right through to the end of the season. You know we're not just kind of playing games out and, and look to finish. You know we want to finish as strong as we can. And, and there's still work to do. You know we can't sit here and be thinking yet yeah, trebles round the corner because we've still got football to play and we'd never we'd never get any of that kind of mindset. So we know we have still got to work hard right through to the end of the season this week. You know the training's been very intense. Is that, look, winning a treble is good for very obvious reasons, Kenny. But if you're looking for even smaller reasons, it's good to have that that carrot, that thing to look forward to, so that games like tomorrow don't become sort of you know a bit more mundane or run of the mill. It certainly helps. But when you're you're playing for one of these clubs, like 
you need to be involved in these games come mm -hmm. the end of the season. Otherwise, it's a disaster. You know, like you see everything that's getting thrown at the blue side of Glasgow at the moment for a trophyless season. So uh, it definitely is because there, there may be cup final places available. So players are still going to keep their levels up. Uh, something that Celtic have been really vocal about is, is that they keep going, that they don't take, that they're absolutely relentless in their pursuit for success. So it definitely helps. But I think if you're going to represent this club and represent it properly, then every game has got to mean something, particularly when you've got a cup final around the corner and there was a subpar performance just like just last week and they're potentially cup final places mm. up for grabs. So it's, uh, it certainly helps. But again, for these clubs, this should be the norm that you've got these kind of big showpiece games at the end of the season. Do you only really learn... Or, or do you, you know, is, is there any point ultimately in, in taking O back out the team and taking, we you probably don't have a choice with Kobayashi or Anthony Ralston. So O and, and Burnaby, for instance, <laughs> do, do you take them out just because there was criticism last week and because you've got strong players, you know, to come in and, and Taylor and Kyogo, or are you as well just sticking with them at the moment? I don't think he'll play all his players in the next three games. I think he'll want a wee bit of freshness because it's the end of a long season, and uh, you know, guys, seven or eight of them have played almost every single game. So I, I don't know whether he'll, he'll bring back Kyogo and leave O out tomorrow, and then shuffle for the next two games. That'll be up to Angie. But he's probably thinking about um, a, it may be quite good, you know, home game against St Mirren. He might be thinking it's quite good for for O and Bernabe to come mm. in. And get a bit of that confidence back as well. So it'll be interesting to see his team. I, I think he'll probably go with his almost his strongest team. And I think he might make a few changes during the week and then go back to his strongest team team again because I think I, I think Ange Poster Coglu takes great pride in the, the way his teams play. I think he wants to play attacking football, wants to score goals, and he won't want to sort of stumble over the line. And also he'll be conscious as well. The gap's now ten points. They could lose a game, drop some points, it becomes six at the end mm -hmm. of the season. And he'll think that doesn't reflect mm -hmm. their, their dominance. Think it, so think it matters, think things, it matters once things. it's won, though, you know, once it's wrapped up. I think I think the, the gap matters. I think he'd have loved to have been 16 points ahead. You know, I think mm -hmm. he'd have loved to have been able to look back at that because in 10 years' time, we forget what actually happened. So all these wee things, and I, and I say all the time, that footballers are competitive. The, the smallest thing they always want to win, so you've got to give them a wee target. It could be points, it could be goals scored, it could be records at this stage of the season so that's that's he's got to find a way of giving these players that kind of motivation but the motivation is there's, there's a sellout crowd tomorrow going to entertain them yeah you know more than me certainly Kenny but the reaction to games like last week it's just always it's huge the good performances get exaggerated the bad performances get exaggerated and so on you know he is well like we said to Fraser sticking with some of these guys in a game like this tomorrow no, I agree with Fraser because it, the, the the last week of the season goes Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, sometimes or Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday. It's going to be uh there, there will be change to that Celtic team, but I would expect probably to be if everybody was fit and available to see their strongest team probably play the week before mm -hmm. the cup final. But there may be change. You may keep like like Fraser, you may keep one. You might give a chance with the greatest respect to St Mirren. It's it's a fixture at home that Celtic are expected to go and win. There might be goals in it again. He can make up for that big miss that he had last week. So uh, he may keep it. He may make changes, but I think there will be a shuffling of the pack over the next three games in this week. They have been really fascinating battles between these sides this season. Obviously, out yeah. with Rangers, St Mirren, the only team uh, to beat Celtic. Then even in the ones that Celtic have won comfortably, St Mirren have somehow done quite well within those games. I mean, the five-one. A game in the cup You remember yeah. St Mirren went down to 10 men St Mirren were doing They were, they were doing well Then a couple of weeks later uh, St Mirren down to 10 men In the first half Had taken a lead 5-1 again And I think Stephen Robinson Saying today 
They can't finish lower than sixth. They're, they're just, you know, it's, it's not the type of scenario really where you think, oh, dig in and get a point at this stage. It doesn't get you anywhere, and yeah. they're going to go for it. So it might, it might have the makings of quite a good game. Yeah, it might open up for Celtic as well to become a bit more of an entertaining game. I think Simon tend to play better when they when they don't have to make the game when they can go on the, the counter attack and you know seeing them many many things with their, their excellent home record they, they go they go from back to front very quickly very pacey guys in midfield that support support the strikers but uh, Stephen's right at this stage of the season you know, a draws a draws a draws okay but going there and sitting in and losing it's not going to get them into 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 Europe but uh, you're right I was looking at the stats because I'm doing the game mm-hmm. tomorrow for the show and. And that that one that game when Richard Taylor got sent off, you know, thirteen minutes to go, yep. it was it was one 0 It was yeah. half sending off. I mean, it was a penalty, but it was half sending mm-hmm. off. And then the other game, they were one up, and they were they were really keeping Celtic at bay. Then Charles Dunn had that moment of madness, yeah. short pass back, pulled back. I think it was Kyogo, red card, and it just changed the game. So they've, they've got it in them to compete. But I still think it would be a tough afternoon for, for, for Simon tomorrow. I fancy Celtic to turn mm. up and play well. St Mirren have had the, the tough games in the sense that they think even going to Ibrox a few weeks ago, what was it, two all with 11 minutes to go and lose 5-2? I suppose that's that's the golf, isn't it? That's what can happen. Anyway, it's that time of the night already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Come on then, it is Beat the Pundit time, the last of the week. How's it sitting? I think the, the pundits are in control. Ah, 3-1 already, I don't like that. Maybe you could view it as the pressure being off listeners and you can come on here and end the week on a high. 01419511025, lines close at 7. Your chance to beat the pundit is next. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Fraser Wishart and Kenny Miller are here and we would love for you to get in touch so come on on your Friday night what are you thinking ahead of a busy weekend of Scottish football we have been hearing from Michael Beale new contract for Ryan Jack bit of debate on that James Bisgrove incoming CEO at Rangers talking about it will be an 800 allocation at best in the old firm games next season that seems to have got some of you going if you want to keep going on those topics you can do but there's plenty more we need to get through before the end of the show I'm still looking at you Partick Thistle fans we're going to go there next and build up to Partick Air the playoffs never fail to disappoint up here I think we've seen that in the last couple of weeks so hopefully we get the same tonight and plenty more ahead of a busy weekend so give us a call right now and we will do this before we go any further Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Some strange results this week. I mean, the thought of Gordon DL standing there with one shoe and one flip-flop on last night because he's got a sore foot, somehow not knowing who missed Rangers' penalty in the Europa League final and still winning the game. That's not the type of performance uh, I'm, I'm looking for. Uh, let's see what Adam and Kerluk can do tonight. Adam, how's it going? I'm very good mate, yourself? Yeah, not bad at all, have you ever played before? Yeah, I've never played before good. That's the way I like it, good stuff, that's the way I like it Let's see how we go tonight, heads it will be Fraser Wishart And tails it will be Kenny Miller And it is Tails, Fraser I thought I thought we were going to get you it? in with a big dramatic uh, performance tonight We've not had the pleasure of your Beat the Pundit company in a while But it's you Kenny, you're in, you ready? Good, what we'll do is we'll give Kenny some Greatest Hits radio to listen to just so that he can't hear what's going on in here, Adam. I'm sure you've heard it many times, but just to remind you, 30 seconds, answer as many as you can, and pass if you don't know the answer, okay? No problem. Good man, 30 seconds, going on the clock, and your time starts now. Who's played more league games this season, Ryan Kent or Alfredo Morelos? 
Mirelos. Which English side did Scott Sinclair join after Celtic? Aston Villa. Which Scottish manager will manage in a European final next month? Bass. Name either side competing in the Scottish Championship playoff second leg tomorrow. Patrick How many times has Stephen Davis won the Scottish top flight? Four. Charlie Adam finished his playing career at which Scottish side? Dundee Okay Let's bring back Kenny Can you hear us Kenny? Sure can Good man 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now <laughs> Who's played more league games this season? Ryan Kent or Alfredo Morelos? Ryan Kent Which English side did Scott Sinclair join after Celtic? Pass Which Scottish manager will manage in a European final next month? Pass Name either side competing in the Scottish Championship playoff second leg tomorrow Partick how many times has Stephen Davis won the Scottish top flight? Five Charlie Adam finished his playing career at which Scottish team? Dundee Who's the longest serving manager in the Scottish Premiership? David Martindale Adam, what's the verdict? Mm, I think he might have done me with the last one 50-50 mm, on the first one Alfredo Morelos has played 31 Kent 29 mm. Adam takes a one goal lead Scott Sinclair after Celtic Do you remember Fraser? Preston North, Preston North End, End. Yeah. We were just talking about it Kenny Miller I must admit Not for the football We were talking about The fans <laughs> fighting in the stands David Moyes Oh sorry yes, Obviously yeah, yeah. West Ham through to the Europa <laughs> Conference final But Adam didn't get it either So it's still 1-0 Now I tried I, I tried for both of you To put a little bit of emphasis Because <laughs> I know it, I know the wording can fool you But the championship playoff yep. And I said second leg Tomorrow Hamilton or Airdrie uh, were your answers And Patrick's tonight Gordon I know uh, uh, But anyway So It's not like you Kenny Because it's 1-0 at this point You're usually On the ball by this Stephen Davis has won the top flight Four times Adam goes 2-0 in front Charlie Adam finished his career at Dundee Adam got it as well And you pulled one back You had time Davy Martindale uh, Is the longest serving manager In the Scottish Premiership um, uh, An official Um Tenure so far Of two years And 172 <laughs> days But maybe it's a bit more than that Who Two years Longest uh, So a two for Kenny And a three for Adam We finished the week on a high Adam well done Yeah I've got Kenny Well done Adam Good, Good man done, Adam <laughs> Not like you Not like well you at all right. I know what my head was elsewhere as well I know, where, I know where your head was <laughs> Holiday Next week I'm <laughs> in holiday mode And I like some of these Passport the Scottish league. Eh? I'll not reveal where you're off to In case it's private business But uh, you've your thing You're gone yeah, he's gone elsewhere. He's packed somewhere yeah. posh, Gordon. Oh, ah, um, I mean, no, not at all. It's posh is not the right word, but exciting and far flung would ah, definitely. Yeah, yeah we're going Florida and it's fun for all the family. Nah, Florida, Florida's a big place. Just in case Andy's in, in the lookout for you. I, I tell you what, the power of this show, right? I always make a joke of like, you know, every day it feels like every day somebody will message me saying, "Just seen Gordon Deal and Asda." Just seen Mark Wilson <laughs> Up Conic Hill Or whatever Right Because I say You guys cannot go anywhere I've got eyes and ears everywhere It did It, it went to sort of strange lengths I got a message from uh, Someone today Saying Here's a picture of Marvin Bartley On holiday in Portugal <laughs> I thought Oh This show has Gone Worldwide and I'm not sure So if you see Kenny Miller on holiday Don't take any sneaky pictures of him and send Especially him when I've got my Mickey ears I've got Mickey Mouse yeah, yeah. Exactly yeah, Or he's looking terrified on Whatever, it's been a while since I was there, I must say. But thanks to Adam uh, for taking part in tonight's Beat the Pundits. A 3-2 then for the, the Pundits this week, not bad. Enough to give me 
uh, to give me some optimism for next week. Laying down a marker, all that sort of thing that you usually hear. Uh, right, let's go to Partick Thistle because what a cracker we've got in store in the Premiership playoff semi-final and some very big team news as well, I believe, from Gabriel. Yes, Gordon, it literally couldn't be bigger. The Air United striker and Championship Player of the Year, Dippo Akinyemi, is not in the team. We believe it's a back injury that's ruled him out of the squad entirely. A huge blow for Lee Bullen's men. Someone better check on Roger Hanna, wherever he is. He could have fainted after hearing that news. He has texted me already. How do you think I knew that there was no Dippo Akinyemi in the team anyway? Yeah, uh, Gordon, it is, it's a simply massive blow. He's been the best player in A United's team, the best player in the championship this season, as voted uh, by his peers. But let's talk about the host to begin with. Uh, Thistle, of course, at home. Chris Doolan says it would mean everything to bring his team back to the top flight. And form-wise, it looks like it could be possible. They had that fantastic win in the previous round, overcoming Queen's Park 8-3 on aggregate. They know there are goals in this team. Uh, one of those goal scorers, in fact, the number one goal scorer, is Brian Graham. He spoke to the press earlier in the week as well. He said he's desperate for promotion to stick it to all the clubs who voted to demote Thistle during the COVID season. He's still angry about it. Let's see how angry he is come 7.45. They can take a lot from their previous matches against there as well. Thistle unbeaten in the last three meetings against the Honest Men. Let's get to some team news then. They are unchanged from that brilliant 4-0 win at Queen's Park. Uh, last week, David Mitchell stays in goal. It's a back four of Jack McMillan, Darren Brownlee, Aaron Muirhead and Kevin Holt. You can just hear the Thistle players running out now, being cheered on uh, by the supporters around me. I'll go back to the midfield, though. That's Kyle Turner and Ross Doherty. And then it'll be three behind Brian Graham up front. And those three will be Scott Tiffany, Aidan Fitzpatrick and Stevie Lawless. As I said, plenty of goals in that attack. The substitutes, Sneddon, Dowds, McKinnon, Mullen, Owens, McKenzie and Stevenson. Well, what about the visitors? There's more to them, of course, than Dippo Akinyemi. Uh, yesterday, manager Lee Bullen was calling for an expanded top flight. He's desperate for his team to play in the top tier of Scottish football. And he believes that his players can do it through the playoff system. They are unbeaten in five matches, and they did finish two places above Thistle in the championship. They have 2,000 supporters up here, all the way from Ayrshire to cheer them on this evening. Will that make a difference? We'll just have to wait and see. They haven't played for two weeks, though, since that 2-1 win over Inverness on the final day of the regular championship season. And there are two changes in the lineup from that game. Of course, Akinyemi is out and Sam Ashford drops to the bench. O'Connor and McKenzie come in. So the 11 is as follows. Charlie Alberson in goal. Back four of Michael Hewitt, Frankie Masonda, Sean McGinty and Patrick Redding. It's Josh Mullen, Andrew Murdoch, Ben Dempsey and Mark McKenzie across the midfield with Chris Maguire and Daryl Connor up top. The substitutes, McAdams, McClear, Jenkins, Kirk, Smith, McAllister, Bryden, Ashford and Mitchell Lawson. The referee is Greg Aitken and again, there is no VAR. Can't believe the Championship Player of the Year has put his back out carrying that heavy award that you're due <laughs> on Sunday night, Roger um, Fraser Wisherton, missing one of the games of the season. Incredible. Uh, Too are, heavy. They are heavy trophies. They are very heavy glass trophies. So I hope he was, it wasn't that. This Huge time. blow, isn't it? That? I've seen the air this season and he's, he's the main player, obviously, scored a lot of goals. So that's a real blow for them. I think Lee Bullen will be, will be thinking if he can get him fit for next week and be mm. in the game. Uh, maybe get a draw tonight Then that would be a good result for them That's a huge blow for you Love the playoffs Kenny Can't promise quite the Sheffield Wednesday drama From last night I mean that's just On a different scale um, But our playoffs have been wacky In their own way so far And 
Hopefully we get a good one between Partick and Ayr before the winner heads off to take on, who knows, Kelly, Ross County, Dundee United, maybe St Johnson. Yeah, it's a massive game. Uh, again, huge opportunities for both of us. Good seasons. Partick have had a really good run at the right time, though, for me. Uh, I think they'll probably be too strong for you, particularly if uh, if their, their main man's missing and if he's missing next week as well. I mean, what a blow. You know, at this time, the time and everything, with the goals he scored this season... What a, what a time to miss out uh, Such a huge game uh, With everything that's at stake Premiership status Potentially at stake And it's uh, No A big loss for, uh, for for Lee Bullen and his men But it's uh, Listen They've got to go there Put a performance mm. on It's not going to be finished tonight But Partick have, They're scoring a lot of goals And they've hit form at the right time So I, I make them favourites Yeah uh, Graham's a Partick Thistle fan Graham, How confident are you tonight And has your confidence grown By hearing that You're missing Thanks for having us on, guys. Um, yeah, I said to your producer, cautiously optimistic. I'm, I'm a little bit more cautiously optimistic now that Akinyemi's out. So um, that's uh, that's a blow for air and and can be a, anything but a good thing for us. Very excited about the game, though. Really, really buzzing for it. Uh, it's going to be a weird in the John Lambie stand and the noisy bit. Uh, it was great to hear that the John Lambie stand's been sold out, so it should be bouncing. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean these games are you know there are so many examples since the playoffs have been reintroduced. You've been involved, as you well know, uh, Graham, in them before. Um, they they sometimes can be a bit sort of cagey in the first leg, but then we we've seen examples in the last couple of weeks of really open and you know free scoring games. What are you expecting tonight? Uh, Thistle to play the way Thistle have played certainly since Chris Dillon took charge uh, the last time I actually phoned in was when we sacked Ian McCall and I was against that decision um, shows that uh, the people at Thistle know more than I do as a fan seems to have put us where we need to be uh, he's put his goal scoring flair into the team he's tightened us up completely at the back we've hardly conceded any goals I think the only disappointing thing since he's come in is that we missed the automatic promotion or the second place to avoid having to play two extra legs but they're playing fantastic football Stevie Lawless Kyle Turner Scott Tiffany are absolutely dynamic players and big Brian Graham's just banging them in for fun uh, the goal he scored last week at Stenhouse Muir was an absolute stunner uh, but he came up with a goal against them uh, against Queen's Park to put us 4-3 through and if he stays on the forum and he gets the service that he was complaining he wasn't getting in that first leg uh, we should be on to a winner Yeah, I mean the, the scheduling does sometimes come into it Fraser, I feel like it, it's it's maybe a bit more gentle than it has been isn't it, if you look at a lot of them are spaced out with by a week yeah. now and the the Premiership teams are still playing at the moment anyway so yeah. it's not you know, it's not. I think I'm right in saying it, it's not as extreme as it used to be, where it's like a real physical slog for the championship team. Look, it's still tough, but I think it's just maybe a little bit more. Yeah, I, I think so, and I think there's, there's, a, there's a week between the, the two legs mm-hmm. here. I, I think our party thistle is it's it's been good for them playing that playoff game to go into playing against Queens Park, who were top for so so long in the season to score eight goals and battle. It just kept that momentum going. I mean, I thought Ian McCall was quite harshly treated. He's a pal of mine, so I might say that, but. Uh, after that, Chris Dillon's come in and done really well And there's a momentum about Party Thistle Towards the end of the season Getting into those playoffs from being outside for so long as well Playing well, scoring goals And to score eight against 
against Queen's Park I, I think it's been good for them It's just going to keep the momentum going And also the players' confidence They must be sky high Knowing they can score four in, in, in each game against against uh, Queen's Park I'm, I'm with Kenny I think they'll, they'll be too strong for, for Ayr Just Ayr just, Maybe just haven't got, got the, the same quality in attack Outside of uh, Akinyemi So for me Thistle mm. will we'll get there But uh, I'm cautiously optimistic I think it's as good as you get for a Thistle fan Yeah probably They've been let down so many times Yeah 18 goals for the season for Brian Graham Partick certainly edging the the head-to-heads between the sides this season um, Ayr did finish higher in the league Graham it's supposed to be stacked slightly in their favour and that the away leg for you will be next week can you see Thistle taking a convincing lead into that or you know is it maybe a bit of a, a tighter affair I can um, we put like you said you put eight, we put eight past Queen's Park and yeah we conceded three at home but I don't see he's conceding three against Ayr Even with Akinyemi and the team I don't see he's conceding three And I think we've got four goals against any team in that league Let's hear from the managers Graham. enjoy your night Is it just who are you going with? No, I'm going with my wee boy Ronan Oh, brilliant, how old's he? Eleven Oh, wow, he's in for a treat Tell him it's not always <laughs> this exciting though, will you? Ah, uh, he's only just started going into the John Lambeth stand So he's getting introduced to the a bit more fierce side of being a Ah, uh, you're not daft You've only started taking him since you started winning no, 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 no. He's been going for quite a, quite a number of things, but uh, it's always been the John, uh, the Jackie husband stand because it's a wee bit more mellow. Uh, but yeah, took him to the took him to a couple of games in the John Lambie, and he's buzzing. Ah, see, once you get sucked into the madness, yeah, there's no going enjoy. back. Graham and Ronan, enjoy. enjoy. Let's quickly go, Chris Dillon and Lee Bullen. I think momentum is, is key. You know, everybody always says, you know, if you finish second, that's the best place to be in. I, I, I get that, understand that. From our point of view, you know, we've now had two games where we've scored a lot of goals and we've played really well. Um, and that momentum for me is, is massive. And like I say, from my experience of the playoffs, it's so difficult to stop. It's difficult to stop a team with, with real momentum who and real belief. Um, and so that from that point of view, when you've got a layoff, it's then, you know, is it a benefit or, or is it not? Because you're coming up a team who are still fresh, still have legs, still have a lot of energy. And they've also got minutes under their belt as well. So from my point of view, watching us score the type of goals we do, play the type of way we do, um, I think that energises players. And here is Lee Bullen, air manager. All they need to do is turn up and play like the early United team that can play this season. And um, they do that, they're not going to be far away. But complete and utter respect for Partick Festival, Chris and his players and everything like that. Absolutely, they're a fantastic team, good experienced players. Um, I know my boys that I have in that change room, whatever 11 start the game uh, and whatever eight that are on the bench and play a big part, um, I've got full trust in them. I really do believe that um, they are capable of giving Partick a, a real good run for their money um, and it would be great to get through this one and then uh, have a have a dig at whatever Premier League team comes out the, comes out the hat in the end. More of your calls next. Get in touch. 01419511025. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Fraser Richards and Kenny Miller are here. 01419511025. Got a full time teaser for you. It's almost Scottish Cup final season. So with that in mind. Grant McKeever, McIver, forgive me, whichever one, but thank you to Grant for sending it. He wants you to name the last seven non European players to score in a Scottish Cup final. 
Quite a tricky one But you're only looking for seven Seven non The last seven non-European players To score In a Scottish Cup final Any that spring to mind? Doombie Do you know he is? He's the seventh He's He's the furthest back Well done Doombie Cameroonian isn't he? He was well done 2007 final right. for oh, Celtic That'll do me What about you Kenny? Yep. Six Scrambling Nah once you get your teeth into yep. these there's a, there's a couple of crackers Don't get me wrong But nah you'll be fine mm. <sighs> what, what, what are you thinking? Talk, talk to, to think me who's in finals You're thinking names thinking, yeah. Right so No last year year before It was obvious Nah I'm thinking Hearts When they beat Hibs it's not a bad place to start. I mean, let's be honest. Celtic have won a lot of finals yep. over that time, haven't they? So many new players. <sighs> Non-Europeans. So you're farther afield. Once you start, once it's Tom Rogic. There we go. That's kind of the one I was getting at. Yeah. It's just like, think of guys from far away that scored big goals. Every time I mean, you mention a Celtic question, it's Tom Rogic. We we'll Rogic. leave it there because that's yep. two down and only five to get. So I'm sure you will be fine. And thank you again to Grant. He sent that into full time at Clyde1.com. Let's bring in John, who's a Rangers fan. How's it going, John? Not too bad at all. Good man. Not What's your point tonight? My point's about, right, well, two points. First of all, I think Scott Arfield's got another deal. Right. That's one thing I will. I think he will definitely get another year out of it. I think we're all missing a trick here about Stephen Davis. Stephen Davis, nobody's really spoke about him. We're meeting, we're rebuilding, and I think obviously if his career's over, we don't know if he wants to still continue. Why not put him into the academy? Because he's a professional. Everything about him is just the law about him, the player. Just everything about him would be tremendous for the younger people, all in about Rangers. He's a Rangers man. Same as Kenny and Fraser used to a Rangers men and all. What do you think? Big St Mirren fan as Fraser will have you know. He was just banging on about the family going to all the games. Um, I think John makes a really good point in that Stephen Davis is just out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, which injured. Is, well, I mean, yeah. is that is that fair? You know, because we're saying, oh, should Jack stay? Should Arfield stay? But because Stephen Davis happens to be injured, granted, he is a bit older as well, but. What do you think of his picture? I don't think they're going to keep them all. I think I think True. there's going to be a couple of changes in, in that midfield, so we're, we're not sure that Scott Arfield will get one, and uh, and I'm not sure Stephen Davis will get another contract as well. I, I actually agree with John, though, but he, he could do a job behind the scenes, whether that's what he wants. I don't know where his family are staying, if they're still down south, whether he wants to stay here, because he is he's, he's, a, he's a very, very good pro. Kenny, did you play with, with Stephen? You, you know yep. better than me. Yeah, we did. He's, I mean, he's an outstanding pro. He's, uh, again... It depends what he wants to do as well. Does he does he see his future going to be into coaching? I definitely think there's a benefit to keeping that type of person and, and, and ex-player about the club in terms of the standards and the values. We talked about earlier in the show about new players come in, there's going to be a raft of them hunting in the summer. These guys sometimes are invaluable. If you can keep them in, in player again, when you're talking about Scott Arfield, Ryan Jack, obviously Alan McGregor looks like he's kind of moving on. I don't think you can lose too many of these guys. Uh, I think there is a real value to having them in and about the building if they're not going to be in the playing squad. So absolutely for Dave, it'd be good to see them in, in the role in, in the club in some capacity. But I take it you'd be, be at the stage extremely surprised if it was you know any sort of playing contract. I, I think the the noises that have been coming out of Ibrox is there is going to be a, a lot of change going on uh, throughout the team. 
So uh, I would be surprised. Again, it depends where he's at and his in his injury as well. Again, there's something like you say out of sight, out of mind. Nobody's really speaking of him, but I'll tell you when he has played, he's made he's made a difference in a lot of games just because he's just a wonderful footballer. But when he's out there now, and who knows when he's going to be back or if he even comes back, he might he might choose to retire. I just think at the moment, if that's an option for him, it might be something he'll look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben is definitely a value to the club And I think everybody involved would, would say that as well Are you happy John with the decision To keep on Ryan Jack? Aye well Aye no Can we get Can we get More than three games of him? No I mean Let's be truthful and honest No I mean Him and Ruth No I mean Aye If he's fat aye But you, Let's be truthful How many games has he played? 33 like, this season 33 this season right Quite surprising It's 33 But the amount of times He's injured And he's been injured Over a period of time I'm, I'm, I'm actually surprised But when he plays He can turn it on Can I ask a question Many, many games has Ruth played Oh a lot less than that I would imagine uh, um, Do you know what I mean Because there's there's one where, where, you know what I mean You're talking about changes I would have players on, on the park Than players that spend Their time on Instagram You know what I mean I'm not being disrespectful, but that's uh, well. You know what I mean, uh, yeah. Without judging anyone's social media habits, that is, there, there are real extreme examples there. And Kamal Roof would be one of them, Kenny. I, I haven't counted. I will look it up, but it will, it will be nowhere near uh, thirty-three. You'll be lucky if it's much more than three, surely. You know, again, we, we talk about this a lot about the injuries, and it, listen, the player doesn't choose to be injured. No. You know, so it's, it's something that you're always a bit long to criticise because it's. Uh, the lap player as a footballer you want to be training with your teammates every day particularly again if you're going through good times you want to be there but equally when you're bad you want to help you know you want to be there but Kamar himself is, is I think he's by the a, way well there you just go just in it's, case you're I mean I think he's still got a year left hasn't he so you're hoping that he can get to the bottom of his injury problems come back have a strong pre-season because again I know it's cliche but it's such an important time just to get that base fitness to get your to get like to feel part of a group as well, but if he's fit, there's no doubt he's got a part to play uh, at Rangers next year. Fraser, I think you were trying to come in on maybe was it the Ryan Jack point or Stephen Davis or something before? Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say a bit about Jack. I, th- I think they, they, they made a lot about his fitness, and uh, it seems to be niggles. You know, he's one or two serious ones, which uh, which you, 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 you care to move for a while. But players can't do anything about it. You know, came out roof as well. I mean, I feel for these guys because. It's very rarely it's their fault, you know. Sometimes it's a tackle, sometimes it's just your muscle goes for no reason at all. So uh, these guys want to be fit, and sometimes you just cast them aside uh, when they still got a job to play. And I think both of them have still got a role to play for for Rangers. Mm, yeah, thank you very much to John. And since we're on the topic of the well-being of football players, watch this for a seamless transition. Clyde One Super Scoreboard supporting Mental Health Awareness Week. Yeah, it's been a huge week on Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've been supporting something much more important than the usual football debate And that's Mental Health Awareness Week Every night on the show we've been speaking to either organisations that work within the game Or players, or or last night for instance we just had a fan who who came on to share his own experiences And uh, I must admit the, the reaction has been staggering Because that's obviously the reason that we do it Is the hope that, that maybe someone's listening and, it's, and it speaks to you and you recognise some of the issues there and, and, and maybe it, it has a, a force for good And as an example so we had Liam on who was a Motherwell fan last night he hung up with 20 minutes to go and for the next 20 minutes the producers were on the phone to someone who just wanted to phone up and 
talk and just air their own struggles, and the call made them realise that maybe yeah, they yeah. should go and get help. That you know, good. that's the reason that's we good. do it. Um, it really is So something to carry on that theme tonight Delighted to say we're actually joined by One of Fraser's PFA Scotland colleagues Which was entirely unplanned would you believe But a former player you'll recognise the name David McCracken Who's now the well-being officer for PFA Scotland How's it going David? Yeah it's going great it's going great Thanks for having me on guys You're feeling under pressure here that the gaffer's listening Hi, <laughs> <laughs> it's not so bad that he's not face to face Exactly, listen I'll, t- I'll turn his mic off so that he can't say anything Anyway, uh, David, so the wellbeing officer for PFA Scotland In a, kind of simple terms, what, what does a day in that job look like? Yeah, so, so I cover um, players across all the leagues And, you know, male, female, um, the youth players as well So just helping... Uh, right across the board, it could be any any sort of well-being issue. Um, it could be performance-related, or it could be medical-related. Um, you know, and I'm I'm the kind of touch point uh, for most players if they don't use our main support service um, to kind of help them, and then signpost them to the the best place possible that's needed. Yeah, and I mean, with a bit more of a specific focus, given that it's mental health awareness week, I've always sort of figured that. We outside just probably assume players are robots and the machines, and they don't have the same struggles that everyone else does, which is obviously absolute nonsense. What what type of what type of issues do players come to you with that that maybe people on the outside don't realise? Yeah, well, you know, first and foremost, you've got to remember that players are people, you know, and and just as the same as the general public, you know, they go through the kind of day to day stresses that, that everybody. Uh, works with and that could be anything that you know could be financial problems it could be addiction problems it could be relationship problems you know it could be something going on in the house um so we we work you know very closely on that but on top of that you've got things like maybe injury that they're going through or you know performance related that they maybe don't feel as though they're part of the dressing room or the manager doesn't like them or there's, there's something a bit complicated going on there but you know even either end of the career as well where Younger players are looking to transition into into a full-time job, basically. Um, you know, in choppy, having the, the pressures of being a, a football player as well. And then in the back end, players that are transitioning out of football, so trying to reinvent themselves, trying to think about who they are and what else they can do. So there's there's quite a lot going on there. It can be quite complex sometimes. Is that a really tough one, that, for players struggling with a future after football? Does you know does that is that a real source of, of mental health issues amongst players you think that we again probably don't see yeah yeah as it, you know and being there myself you know I went through the, the transition of coming out of playing and getting into coaching and then managing and I was fortunate to have opportunities in front of me but there was still those struggles there was still those points of who am I what can I do um, and there's loads of players that, that, that go through that you know and, and if they don't plan um, before the transition happens then it can be really really uh, damaging, you know, it can it can cause depression and you know loads of other uh, symptoms as well. So that's why you know with the likes of Chris Higgins and Blair Munnan at the PFA as well, who who work hard on the educational side, trying to get players to educate as early as possible, um, to to help just whenever that happens. I mean, I'm going to guess even in your day as a player, David, and certainly not in Fraser's day as a player, because then we're really going back. Um, <laughs> I, I can't imagine many players would have. Chapped the door well, You know Your role wouldn't have been around But chapped any door And said look I think I'm I think my mental health's struggling I think I've got anxiety I think I'm You know I'm feeling depressed Or whatever Does that happen now Or are, are we in a place now Where people are Feeling that they can come to you And say those things 
it's getting better, yeah, and I, and I totally agree. Even uh, in my playing days, you know, there was there was still points where you would maybe find out a year later when a player's left the club that there was a, there was an issue going on when they were uh, playing in the same team as you. But you know, I was lucky that I had a couple of managers that I could speak to when when I was going through a couple of things, and uh, I think that comes down to the individual as well. You know how that relationship is with the the manager or coaches there, um, but. Yeah, you know that that's that's what I'm kind of trying to raise awareness about. That's what PFA um, is trying to raise awareness about. That there's got somebody there that you can speak to, whether it be, you know, something. A lot of the time we kind of put down what it is we're struggling with, um, but making sure that they understand that somebody's there to talk to. Once they talk, then then it's it's always a weight kind of off their shoulders, and no matter kind of how big or small it seems. Kenny, I wonder if your career possibly perfectly spanned this. Where at the start of your career again Nobody's talking about that But maybe by the end Maybe starting more of a, a, a Sort of attention paid to People's mental well-being And how they're actually feeling And how that impacts their job oh, Definitely towards the end It was uh, Again like David says It's like now there's even more About the human being behind the player You know the person behind the player It's uh, And again we even th- in, in, in these kind of shows now When you're starting to Criticise maybe performances You're you're always thinking right, Is there other things going on absolutely. You know, So absolutely At the end of the career That was far more Kind of out there uh, That you had to maybe Open your mind up a little bit more And think right Okay there's, there's maybe more to it Than just that he's not playing well On that football pitch But you're right At the start It was kind of just Kind of buck, like, like suck up it. and go on yeah. it, you know, or you're look, viewed upon as soft or weak and and that type of thing. But obviously, there's far more awareness mm. now towards the, towards the end when I finished. Because again, Fraser, I'm just sort of guessing from the outside, and that's why I'm keen to learn from from you and David because it feels like so society is is getting there, society is getting better, but it still feels like to me football might be a bit behind that. Where in an office or a big company. People probably do feel a bit more now Like they can say oh, My mental health struggling And you would get time off your work for that Yeah but Don't ever consider I mean f- Hundreds of footballers in the in the country And as Kenny said on this show Or in the stands Say He's hopeless Why is he playing like that You You You, you, you still You don't factor that in I don't think Oh absolutely not And you, you mentioned when I played Which was a long long time ago I, I can remember one one player Back in Motherwell in the 80s And uh, he was getting so much stick That his wife was in tears In the stand You know Next to, next to my family You know And you, you take that home And I think supporters Tend to forget that And they just get so caught up In the game And, and some of the stuff now Online is, is a big thing as well You know The online abuse Is something we're working on And trying to trying to help Shield players from the from the online abuse as well. So, but I think it's changing, and I think the work that David's done in, in, in the last year or so has been been terrific. We've got we've got all these support networks, we've got partners, mm. we've got people we can pass on to that have got expert help. So the players know the doors open, mm. and when David goes to speak to players, it's confidential, and we don't go and sing sing things in the social media. We don't tell people how many have done it, and in most cases, I don't even know. What, who David's who speaking to You know Because mm. I just signed the cheque At the end of it Trust David to be doing a good job I mean like David this is not meant To be as nosy as it sounds Because I wouldn't You know not I don't care about the identity But you're trying to get To the scale of this So you've got You know High profile players In this country That, that are, are, are Feeling confident enough now or, or feeling that they need To reach out for, for this help Yes Yeah absolutely You know Month on month There's there's a number of players that will contact me or will kind of make contact through maybe one of the other members of staff or through, you know, somebody at their club that maybe maybe kind of pass on the details. But right across the board, there's players that need that help. And, you know, part of the, the job of what I'm trying to do is, you know, is trying to raise awareness, you know, on the front end so that we can 
guide people and kind of make them aware of the things that they might be feeling or might be uh, happening to them, so that then they know, right, actually, that this is this is why I'm feeling it, and I I do need to uh, reach out for support. Um, so look, next year is going to be huge for us because we've got a number of workshops that we're kind of piloting, um, and we're going to put them in place so that clubs can get access to them, whether it be for for gambling or whether it be for for sexuality or you know just just kind of general mental health as well. So. You know, kind of trying to front end it. So, as I said, they've got the base there that they understand and they, and they kind of they know what they're feeling and then understand that they need to reach out for support there. Because I suppose Fraser, and maybe I hope it doesn't sound like I'm trivialising this, but maybe maybe you're only actually really there. You're only really there when you're talking about oh, he's out with a knee injury, he's out with a calf strain, and he's out with you know mental health problems. Yeah. I, I, really, if we're talking about it being Something that everyone should be a hundred percent comfortable dealing with. You should kind of be able to have that conversation. Don't get me wrong. Maybe you never get there. Yeah, I think if players uh, have that conversation with their manager now and, and their club, I think in general that will be that'll be well received. You know, if, if they say, "Listen, I'm struggling. I need a bit of help." That help will be sought, whether it's through us or, or, mm. or, or elsewhere. I think that is there. And, and uh, when we're in the dressing rooms, David's been out to Premiership clubs, first teams. You know, the clubs are opening up, saying, "Please come in and speak to our players." Make sure they've they've, they've got a, they've got a safe place, which is what we want to we want to to offer. So I, I think it's there. I think we've made great strides in the last few years. We we did a survey in twenty sixteen, and that was the real start of our support and sport. So it's fairly new, but I think this, the strides that have been made are, have, have been terrific. And uh, say players are are no different from any other human beings and people listening as well. And your story about Liam, the, the fan who was on, and other fans are on phoning mm, in. You yeah. know, speak to somebody. That's that's what we tell our players, and that's what we tell all the. The, the many good people that listen here if you're struggling speak to somebody absolutely people there. and thank you very much to David for lending his insight and just to, to repeat that I, I did say it last night if, if you feel that the only number you're confident calling is ours then, then fine do that and people have done it but obviously we would pass you on uh, to the right people Samaritans obviously available 24 hours a day 365 days a year you can get them on number 116123 uh, and there's so many good sort of sources and charities out there so if any of this is resonating with you uh, do, the, do the right thing and, and speak out thanks again to David let's go back to Furhill just before kick off I almost almost did a Gordon DL there because Clyde Annan has kicked off so I then looked at the other screen and saw a goal going at Furhill but it was from a couple of weeks ago it was a replay <laughs> and I nearly I nearly said Thistle have scored but it's not kicked off quite yet here's Gabriel not yet Gordon but we are only three minutes away from kickoff. the big news coming out of the changing rooms here in Glasgow is that top scorer and player of the year Dippo Akinyemi has been ruled out of the biggest game of Air United season with a back problem and manager Lee Bullen will hope that won't stop his men but it is a huge blow to his side and a massive boost for Thistle who are the form team coming into this they hammered Queen's Park 8-3 on aggregate in the last round Manager Chris Doolan says his side are full of confidence coming into this and you can see exactly why. Doolan names an unchanged 11 from last week. Such is the belief in his side. The starting team is as follows. David Mitchell is in goal. It's a back four of Jack McMillan, Darren Brownlee, Aaron Muirhead and Kevin Holt. Kyle Turner and Ross Doherty in the middle of the park with Scott Tiffany, Aidan Fitzpatrick and Stephen Lawless in behind Brian Graham who leads the line. As I said, Dippo Akinyemi's injury means he is one of two changes for the visitors and this is the team 
that Lee Bullen has picked in a bid to try and move through to the playoffs final. Charlie Alverson is in goal. The back fourth, Michael Hewitt, Frankie Masonda, Sean McGinty and Patrick Redding. Josh Mullen will start on the right-hand side of midfield with Andrew Murdoch and Ben Dempsey in the middle. Mark McKenzie is on the left. Veteran striker Chris Maguire leads the line along with Dare O'Connor who comes into the side. Now looking across from me, there were over 2,000 Air United fans in the stand. What an away support. They think it could be an historic night for their team as the players walk out onto the pitch. It's a packed out Jackie Husband stand that I'm in. The best atmosphere Firhill has seen in a long time. The promised land of Premiership football is now just four games away and one of these teams will progress to the final in two weeks' time. We're just one minute away from kickoff, Gordon, and I can't wait for it. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. And now we are underway in the playoff between Partick and Ayr. Remember the big team news, the Championship Player of the Year, Depo Akinyemi, Misses out for air So early on in that game Nothing really to tell you about And our old pal Jim Duffy He's in action as well But Clyde are 3-1 down Against Annan from the first leg So a long way back But we'll keep a close eye On this Partick air game For sure Whilst we remain on air uh, How are you two faring On this full time teaser Remember we were looking for The last seven Non-Europeans to score in a Scottish Cup final You were doing okay You gave me Doombie Which is like a proper good answer And then Tom Rogic Which is one of those Yeah he probably did score In a Scottish <laughs> Cup final And he did Any more? Uh, Demarcus Beasley Well done oh, Was that one answer. you played in? Nope It was the year before I came back I think it was Queen of the South Is that right? Yeah yep. it was actually 2008 yep. From the US of yep. A of course Ryan McGowan yeah. Ah, now we're motoring Ryan McGowan, Hearts 2012 And of course he is Australian So I'll take maybe one more guess from you now Well I was I mentioned the Hearts Hibs game And that, that's the Australian one, Ryan McGowan And I'm hoping it's a Scottish Cup final Maybe the League Cup final, Ryan Edwards Oh well done, Hearts. yeah well done Scottish Cup It final? was, well done Okay, we'll leave it there, Ryan Edwards That's a tough one So you've only got two to get, is it? One, two Two One's a little little bit sneaky But I'll explain why um, the closer we get Now we did say big games tomorrow All across the league really You look at that relegation battle uh, And I must say Fraser The title race in the SWPL on Sunday yeah. Is potentially like nothing we've ever really seen Celtic Rangers, Glasgow City Can all win it yeah. on the last day And it's either going to be won at a Celtic Park with I don't know 12,000 fans or whatever Or Ibrox with similar It's an unbelievable day For the women's game It is It's been brilliant I mean Glasgow City were I think 8 points ahead 9 points ahead at one point And they lost to, to both Rangers and Celtic So all of a sudden uh, they're, they're right in it again But they, they've got it in their hands You know If, if they win Then they've, they've, they've won the title But if they draw and Celtic win Then Celtic win it And there's a, a scenario That if both Rangers and Celtic win it It will come down to goal difference I think there's one goal Between them as well So yeah. It's really exciting, and and you know we've got female members at the PFA now. You know we, we look after the players in the women's game as well, and uh, you know it's, it's, it has come on leaps and bounds. It has improved. Of course, there's a long way to go, but I think there needs to be a bit of investment in the women's game. But when you look at this excitement at the end of the season, these three teams are way better than anybody else. Then it's going to be a terrific end, and I don't think anybody can predict how it's going to go. But it kind of reminds me a wee bit of the the, the game years and years ago exactly. when Rangers and Celtic yeah. were, were going head to head in the last game of the season, and Rangers won by one goal. Except with three teams, is really as remarkable. So Glasgow City two points clear of Rangers and then Celtic. Rangers with a one 
better goal difference, Kenny. So um, there is, I mean, there's even a scenario where two results would leave Rangers and Celtic level on points, level on goal difference, level on goals scored, and they would end up having to be separated by goals in the head to heads. I mean that that is genuinely how how it could quite yeah, feasibly end up. Yeah, yeah. Imagine a title being decided like that. It's unbelievable, isn't it? That's incredible to see. I mean, the, all the possibilities it could happen. I mean, it's uh, I mean it's going to be a wonderful day. Like you say, there's a lot of, a, a big spotlight on the women's game on Sunday because it's went and it's so exciting. It's went to the absolute last day again, similarly to the championship here in the in the men's game. That the two teams at the right at the top are playing against each other in the last fixture, which is incredible. And am I right in saying that Celtic play Hearts at who, Celtic? Who Park. Rangers beat convincingly Six last nil. week yep. as well, and the goals quite possibly could come into this because I think Celtic were well mm. ahead, and then Rangers had a big that big result. So listen, it's going to be a wonderful day. All we play for again. It's uh, I mean to, to have three teams going at it in this last game of the season, two of them playing each other. It's unprecedented. I mean, so close the three. Um, the, the two stadiums as well So there's yeah. no need for a helicopter But the, you genuinely have that scenario Where the trophy will be sort of There It'll be at Hamden And then it'll go Where it thinks it's headed And it might need to change It's going to be that type of day Yeah I speak to Fiona McIntyre Who heads up the, the women's uh, league She was at my table at the awards dinner last week And she's saying that she is going to be Sort of sitting probably in a car somewhere uh, with, with the trophy And not sure where to go But we're interested to see how it, how it develops And Glasgow City have got it in their hands But their form just dipped slightly Having had such a mm. good run Last few games are forms that, but they, they, they're the team that, that have it in their hands. But even a draw might not be enough because if Celtic win, then the goal difference is better. So, all to play for, and uh, I don't think anybody can call it. And two Champions League spots, crucially. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the really crucial bit as well in terms of finance and so on. So, what a day it's going to be on Sunday. What a day tomorrow. Yes, there's always interest anytime Celtic play. And they'll be returning home as champions. But in terms of league position and all the rest of it, you're really looking... Well, all the other games, Hearts, Aberdeen, massive, Kilmarnock, St Johnston, Livy, Dundee United and Motherwell, Ross County. It is going to be a day not to be missed. Let's try and finish off this teaser before we go. So we're looking for two more of the last seven non-Europeans to score in a Scottish Cup final. You've got Doombie, Rogic, Beasley, McGowan and Edwards. Oliver Cham. Yes, that yeah. was the sneaky one because he French, represents yeah. Cameroon now, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. He was a, a French under twenty one yeah, international down as well. I wasn't sure if he Olivier was. and Jam, which means that was against Motherwell, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> there's a bit of a theme developing here. Yeah. There's another one against Motherwell. Mm, unfortunately, ah, the right. two Scottish Cup finals I've been to uh, as a fan, the same opposition, and very similar outcomes. That gives you a wee clue. Let's go back. 10, 12 years Yeah, 20 I've tried to forget the year But I think 2011-ish go, I got it Got it Have you? Yes Go on then Kee Sung Young Kee Sung Young Well done I'm There gonna we go, are I'm going to go your clue it's, That's the one that Mark Wilson claims he scored in But it was clearly a Stephen Craig and own goal um, <laughs> Which sums, sums them both up, I think Anyway Thank you very much to Kenny and Fraser Thank you for all your calls, your tweets and your company Andrew McLean is looking after you tomorrow Mark Wilson, Hugh Keevans, Gordon Dale in the studio The top team round the grounds Fraser is going to be at Celtic Park, for instance uh, So lots happening there Make sure you don't miss it And the GBX is up next